0: You and I have talked a lot on social media about superheroes. We
1: do. uh, And uh,
0: just like superheroes and some animated stuff. And so I wanted to get you on to talk about that. Um, Both of us are in the fitness industry. So I think that'd be something fun to um, talk about. And who knows, based on previous conversations, (laughs) relationships and (laughs) dating. Yeah, I know. Dating and relationships are
1: interesting. (laughs) Relationships are very weird at times.
0: Yeah we've decided relationships are weird and people are
1: weird. <laughs> People are just weird. And I'm saying that everybody is weird but you got some weird ones out there. <laughs> for am sure.
0: Um, so yeah like I guess we can kind of just kick it off and jump into it. So with like I always think it's interesting whenever people are now it's a little bit more common with people interested in superheroes and like comics and everything and it's been become a lot more like socially acceptable but it's always interesting to me to like see what was the initiator for somebody so like do you have a certain event in your life or something that you kind of connect to and it's built on through the continuum of your life that you were like hey I like this or I'm interested (laughs) in this
1: yeah um my dad was really big in the comics when I well comic books when I was a kid and I can pretty much thank my dad for that, and it's a curse because I just can't—I can't get away from it no matter how hard I want to. But, um, he has such a variety of comic books, um, by a lot of people, mainly Marvel. He loves Marvel to mm-hmm. death. I swear, like <laughs> that is like Marvel. his favorite favorite universe is Marvel. Well, DC too, but definitely I was gonna say anybody sure.
0: that's not seeing this video you have a nightwing i
1: <laughs> shirt do yes. on, have so a night- feels yeah i have a nightwing shirt on <laughs> i love him oh god dick grayson I want to marry that man he's awesome <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um my dad was big into comics and it i don't know he would love to draw on like little napkins when we would go to like a restaurant he would just like sit there and grab like a pin and draw like all types of superheroes like Batman he would draw Batman on there and like Hulk and stuff and he was a very artistic guy he never he never took any type of of college courses like I did because I went mm-hmm. to um I went to Coastal Carolina University and um I studied uh graph design and I minor well I'm Got a. I had my uh, BA in graphic design, and I minored in art studio. And um, yeah, he never he never took courses, but that was a big interest to him. Um, he he loved anything that dealt with with art, animation, that type of stuff. And I guess it wasn't until when I was. Uh, maybe nine, 10, I really started to get into learning more about these characters and um, reading more comic books and understanding it at the time. So as a kid, I was just fascinated by these, these characters, and a lot of them I could relate to as a kid. And definitely as a teenager, even through my teenage years, I could relate to them. And I don't know it it felt I felt like a, a deep a deeper connection with them, and I guess not really rely on on how they their their personality is, but I was inspired how these characters are in their values that they hold. Um, like the Avengers. like they all work as a team. they're all badass people, right? and And it's just like any type of team, like you're gonna have conflict and, you know, you're gonna have, you know, different opinions about things and that type of stuff I could relate to, like in, you know, (laughs) real life. So, um, and also they're all, like the majority of them are all fit or they're either an alien or they have like superhero strength and all these, really cool abilities. I just, I was like, man, I wish I could be like She-Hulk. She-Hulk was the thing for me. She was the reason why I wanted to get into fitness because I saw her, she, right? That she, that was, she was my jam. Oh my God. She was the one. She was definitely my motivation and my inspiration. I'm like, man, I want to look like that. I want to have delts like that. I want to have like quads that she that she has and like her physique I was just so fascinated by because I'm like this this woman has muscles and I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm not I'm not used to that as a kid like 11 right like I've never seen this anywhere but I'm seeing this here in this comic book and I was just so fascinated by women that were strong because I wanted to be like that um And not having as much confidence back in high school and um, even in college, I had to try to find that and have that type of, I needed inspiration for myself to have that type of confidence. So I would go back to comic books and people like She-Hulk and uh, Black Widow, uh, Wonder Woman, those type of strong women I really aspired to, I wanted to be like them because they were really strong women that didn't give a damn about nothing. They just did what they had to do, you know? And um, even in, even now in the fitness industry, like I'm in the fitness industry now, but um, they were my main inspiration to become as fit as She-Hulk and, and as like strong as Wonder Woman that type of thing and I don't know it has that connection too with fitness which is interesting because now I'm seeing a lot more people um getting into cosplaying and that's what I'm doing now I'm seeing a lot more people doing that really fit people I'm seeing you know dress up as like (laughs) all types of characters and it's just really it's actually kind of cool because they look like the character like Mm -hmm. they have the muscles like the character and like Thor and anyone that's that has that muscular type you know and i'm seeing people at wolverine people dress up as beast like all types of all types of characters and it's really neat it's really cool to see that that uh connection between fitness and superheroes come together in a way um like i said i'm seeing that more often
0: yeah and it's you know i think you bring up a good point at the beginning kind of like that inspiration and making that connection early and how pivotal that can be, even subconsciously, like a lot of times, because very similar, like I can pinpoint two, two pivotal uh, moments in my life that like created that connectability. One was the nineties Batman. um, Yes. (laughs) And, and, you know, I think like part of that, because if you go back and watch that, like it's real dark, yeah, it is really dark, right? <laughs> it's a kids' right? movie, but it's like a kids' movie. But like it, it's pretty dark. Yes, um, it is. And and so, like even subconsciously, I think we pick up on traits and values, even though if we like we can't necessarily pin them down at that age, or or um, or be able to like verbalize it. I think there's mm-hmm. that connection that holds with us that we look to emulate or inspire us. Um, I think my other one was. I still remember that like so specifically. Um, I think I was, um, I don't know, it, I probably got the pack like somewhere between six and nine, but I got this value pack of comic books, and I think it was like just a 50 pack just shoved in, <laughs> and like I didn't have any comic books or anything before them, but always like superheroes, watched the First off, if anybody listening to this has not watched the '90s animated Batman series,
1: oh my god, uh, that is a the, classic the perfect, right there.
0: <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I got this uh, comic book pack, and in it was three um, Green Lantern comic books. It was uh, uh, Emerald Twilight is the like little series run, and it's yep. forty-eight through fifty, and so like that story still sticks with me today um and so like I'm just gonna like run you through it real quick but also inspired one of my tattoos um but hey uh, hey. um but yeah like it you know reading this as an elementary school kid I don't necessarily think I understood the depth of it like I did upon reflection through like junior high and as I've gotten older but the story is about Hal Jordan, he's one of the main Green Lanterns. Um, mm-hmm. He was away, comes back to his city of Coastal City, and it's been destroyed. Like they, like a, one of the villains, uh, like nuclear bombed it pretty much and destroyed it. And so with Green Lanterns, the, their power is their willpower. It's their ability to like believe in themselves and create constructs through their ring. And so he comes back And everyone that he's ever known is dead. And so, like, his family's dead. Um, They're, like, his uh, nieces, nephews. Everyone that he's ever been a part of or been a part of his life is dead. Mm -hmm. And so then, like, through willpower, he starts to reanimate the city. But he's not strong enough. He doesn't have enough power in the one ring. And he realizes this. And it sends him on a path through this three-part comic series where he goes against the Green Lantern Corp to get more power. And so starts off simple, like basically he gets the command where, hey, you need to stand down, you need to come back to headquarters and like, we need to talk through this. And he mm-hmm. wouldn't hear it. He he knew that, hey, if I get more rings that I can bring my city back. And right. the, the Corp is, didn't like the international police force or whatever, they're denying ability like they can do this but they won't let me and so like sends him on this path where you know first it's him just fighting like fighting a couple and he takes their rings to towards the end of the series all out like he murders some of his um murders some of his uh corpse members to get their rings to get out and then the corpse um brings back one of his main villains and gives him a ring to try to fight him off he breaks his neck Goes and destroys the Green Lantern corpse as a whole, and like through that, just kind of seeing that like not only did he compromise his values and traits that had been built up in the series mm-hmm. for this one singular focus, he, despite the intention being good of bringing back all his loved ones, that that there there was still it was through the efforts of destruction. But then also on the other side of it, there was a reflection that the corpse they diminished their values by bringing, they had to bring in a villain to try to, try to fight him because they Mm -hmm. weren't strong enough. And so like on both sides, it was a loss of their values or like a compromise of, of their morals. And this whole time, there's a little side story where, um, a new Green Lantern, um, is like given a ring and everything, but towards, towards the end of the series, um, Hal Jordan's killed everyone he destroys the battery and um he kind of like he becomes a villain and he was like for the he was one of the corpse leaders and so had been this main like main character for so long and destroys it and they actually moving forward from there they um they dropped all the green lantern line of books and so it was only the main one where that side story, he became the ni- the main character through the nineties. And that was their way to kind of like reinvigorate the series because it lost some steam. But yeah, but it was always interesting to me that how it came about of the compromise of morals and values to try to lead to a get to a point or get to a pathway even though the intention was good it was the path that you took that matters and it's less so getting to that end result it's how you get to that end result so yeah. you know upon upon reflection i understand that but i think as a kid like these that's what i now know why i connected with it but i could never verbalize that as a kid but yeah. but just like you were saying before like it's looking at these values it's looking at like it's looking at these things that you're inspired by and you're like, I I want to take these on. I want these, I identify greatly with these things. I want them to be a part of me and I want to try to emulate them and like how they can how they can carry forward forward and always be something that like is there and available for you. I think I think that was kind of cool and it's obvious in your artwork how it's influenced you, but like it's been oh, yeah. a connecting point through the years that said, with high school it was hard and like college it was hard but like having that resource and then for you turning it into an outlet and even a career path like that's it's amazing
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's been an incredible journey so far um I wasn't in the fitness industry I didn't start until 2012 so for the majority of my my life I've been doing nothing but art and it's been interesting because I as of lately and you know for the past like maybe two years or so, I've just been losing that that spark and that connection with fitness, so it's kind of nice to have something to fall back back on in a way. Mm-hmm. so um, yeah with with art, it's definitely become. My main focus right now, and um, the inspiration from comic books and, and um, spin off some movies, you know, based off of comic books, have, like you said, gave me that type of, of inspiration. And I, I pull certain values and, and aspects that these characters do, and I just try to. I guess not really try, but I I like to add that to my own values in life, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I know it's like they say it's fiction, but some of the some of the some of the um, situations that they're in is can be relatable in a way. Um, like the whole Loki Thor brother situation. I I I love those two. I love their, their relationship and um, I love how they're, they just bicker like brothers, mm-hmm. just like I bicker with my brother all the time. And it's just nice to kind of see that type of relationship in like a, in like a fictional world, but it could still be relatable to, to now. Um, Loki, I have to say, I love that show too. The Loki show was really good. Um, Loki has gradually grown on me. Um, at first, I was like, "Okay, this character's cool." You know, I I've read about him a couple of times in the comics. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's cool." But it wasn't until when I saw the live action version of Tom Hiddleston play him mm-hmm. that I just I just completely gradually just started to go with that character and started to pick up even more like values and traits that he would do. And I'm like, some of the stuff he does, like I would say maybe 90% of the stuff he does reminds me of me <laughs> in a way. Like you could kind of um, relate to these characters and then you you become very attached to them in a way. Um, I don't know, that's kind of how I, I feel about some of these characters. Um, definitely Loki for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like, first off, Tom Hiddleston's charisma is undeniable so it's real hard not to not to like Loki um but (laughs) but yeah it's like it's interesting because if you look throughout the history of of comics and them as a platform whether it is in a book in a graphic novel in different media like oftentimes they pull from what's going on in the real world and just reflect upon that or like they can critique things like that and I think that's that's where there's been a lot of connection to comic books is it's fiction, but it's also very, very relatable. I mean, there's a reason that to this day, Spider-Man outsells every, they outsell the Avengers, um, Batman, Superman combined, because how relatable that character can be of of like an everyman. And we're talking about a a teenager that can climb walls. Like, (laughs) Like in (laughs) essence, that's not very relatable. But but it's the you know it's those qualities and those values and and I think like what Marvel has been doing with their animated or well animated too. We'll get into the what. Yeah. But um, but just what they've been doing to highlight that and make make characters like make you they take it serious enough that you do relate to the characters that you care about it, Um, you care about them that. That there was like with um, the Loki series going through that, and like I'm pretty sure in in the finality finale, everybody had that moment whenever um, whenever like at the end had to make the choice of do you do you kill Kang Kong Kang Kang King?
1: It's Kang, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> no, do you kill okay. him, or do you push Loki through the portal? And like whenever you know. Whenever he gets pushed through, like I'm sure everybody's like dropped of like <laughs> Oh no.
1: my God, mine did for sure. Oh my God, the ending to Loki was just so heart crushing <laughs> for me. You know. And it was interesting because he was seeing himself through through Sylvie and which was really interesting. So um because he he never really found that that one person or that type of relationship, again, that I could relate to, you know, not dating for so long. And he could, he would have interest in people, but he never really felt like he could have that actual relationship with someone. So to kind of see himself in Sylvie was kind of heartwarming for him in a way, Um, to feel like he wasn't alone Mm -hmm. in the world. that's what I could definitely relate to in that, that, uh, that subject.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, I think that's a perfect example of like, like it's, it's an external expression of self-evaluation that that show was able to accommodate by having Sylvie and Loki play off of each other under the concept of these are the same people that mm-hmm. it is undeniable to, reflect on or like get that mirror shown up to you when it's an actual person of you're like this is me (laughs) like hey you shouldn't be doing this wait a minute I would do that but I know that I shouldn't be doing that and having that that which is typically for us an internal conflict now um, now given a persona to that is able to play off like that I mean that whole series is is essentially like whenever those two get together. Essentially, it's it's that internal conflict that we're always having, but we never have that like true back and forth connection because yeah. we have the ability just to like shut one side down. Where mm-hmm. in that series, it it's undeniable to do that because it's an actual person. And
1: yeah,
0: and in the 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 um, the dimension, there's tons of those people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was it was interesting. It was really cool to see. So many versions of Loki, which you had the alligator Loki, you had the kid Loki, you had the classic comic book loki that was that was really interesting because they were all even though they were all the like lokis, they still had like some type of individuality as mm-hmm. as being a loki so that was also interesting as well.
0: Well, yeah, and I think like you know we you're gonna get out of these series as what you want. Like it, it can just be fun entertainment. Um, and mm-hmm. it, for some people it can be a whole lot deeper. And I, and I think like it having the ability to, to cross so many, or like to cross, to impact, um, to be relatable to so many different people. I think that shows the value in itself of, of that connectability that some people might sit down and watch this just for laughs and like, oh, this is fun. Some people might be, you know, looking at that and, and reflecting upon that, like, hey, there's so, because of the concept of multiverse, there's so many variations of this that, that you and yourself is not defined by one thing, that there's endless possibilities and opportunities. If you're not happy with the station in your life, in the concept of a multiverse, there's somebody doing a whole lot better and a whole lot worse, and we can choose to, like, go upon that spectrum if we recognize it and like we go forward or we put action to that concept you know you can dive down that rabbit hole if you want but by the same means you could be sitting next to somebody that's like hey just made me laugh i i, just, <laughs> I needed yeah, this yeah. 45 50 minutes just just a smile
1: yeah just a smile yeah <laughs> and yeah i i have people like that mike my grandmother, she watches all types of stuff, but um, it's interesting to watch her see like movies like that in a way because mm-hmm. she's just she's just like that. She's like, oh, I just wanted, I love that scene. I just wanted to smile type of thing, and I'm like, deep in that rabbit hole. I'm like, why did he do this? Why did he do that?
0: It's not the Loki, I know.
1: No, right? Is that the Loki? I know. <laughs> but it's um, it's really it's interesting, like. You Going to the Spider-Man, the whole Spider-Man um, uh, thing, uh, I could see how, how relatable that character is because he's not really, doesn't have like a lot of superpowers. I mean, he's still in a way just a, a kid, you know, mm-hmm. just with, a, you know, abilities. Um, and as far as uh, his relationship, relationships he's had which again you can relate to even with the Miles Morales that oh god that movie is the best Into the Spider-Verse, In, into the Spider-Verse is In, really
0: good uh, we talked about it a, a little bit but but yeah definitely want to dive into it from you know from I'm always fascinated by creative people because I can think of things but they go to trash if I try to, <laughs> if I try to draw them, if I try to apply them to any type of technology. For me, it's always worse than what I can ever imagine. And so, so in that, like I'm always fascinated by people that can take that image and actually create it. So, so with you actually being able to do that and, <laughs> and having that superpower in itself, um, with into the spider-verse, like what we're What were your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I do love how they combined all types of animation media within this whole movie, which they won an Oscar on. I don't think, I don't know if anyone knows that, but they did win an Oscar on this for best animation film. Much deserved. Which I feel like it was way, way much deserved. Um, You could tell by the quality and how much, uh, effort and heart they put into that movie and as well the storytelling the storytelling was phenomenal again you can relate to how (laughs) if you've ever been dropped off the first day of school and then your dad's just like nagging you like just tell me you love me just tell me you love me okay and then I'll just leave you alone I could relate to that you know (laughs) Miles and his dad because his dad works for um the what he's a police officer right Mm -hmm. So. Um, it works for the, I think the, was it New York department, New York, New York police mm-hmm. department, I think. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So seeing that scene, I could relate to that because my dad used to do that to me all the time. First day of school. Hey, you tell me you love me. Okay. Tell so me, was like, don't embarrass me in front of all these people. <laughs> so just like little things like that, I would just pick up and that would just make me smile. And, um, again, working as a team, uh, again, I can relate, relate to that where people have their own opinions about things. And some people want to go their certain ways, or they see something that someone else does. And they don't realize it until later on, you know, during during the movie or anything like that. So, but yeah, that movie, as, as from an artist perspective, it was incredible. Um, I don't know if they used so shading, if that, I don't know if they did that, but I could tell that they were using all types of media. And I loved how they incorporated the whole comic book perspective. Mm-hmm. Like if it was so comic book-like in the way that they did the, the, um, like the sounds and all that, like if you were literally reading out of a comic book, I think that's what I loved about it the most because it was so, so unique because I've never seen anything like that done before unless you watch like Sin City or something like that, but seeing them go that route was a special treat because it was like, I was watching a movie, but it was like, I felt like I was reading from a comic book. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: and like, it was so, it was so stylized and so different that you could tell a lot of love and passion went into the creation of it, that it, they there wasn't a formula for it like so you know you you can look to some animation stuff and it's very predictable and like hey here like Disney has a formula and it's not (laughs) it's pride and proven and like it works but like this was it was so unique in itself and And I think the passion of the people working on that project, it really showed and came through really, really well. And it's not even touching on the soundtrack that went with it. Like, no, I I don't know if it missed. And and very much so, like it's it's gonna get rivaled very soon with the newest Spider-Man movie, Mm -hmm. but I I probably wouldn't challenge anybody that says like that is the best Spider-Man iteration of anything, you know, across live action, across animation, like it's the best example or representation of Spider-Man that that we have. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, I totally agree. Um, Like I said, as far as an artist's perspective, visually it was satisfying and it was just incredible to see them use all types of elements and they just put it into one movie and it was it's just really cool and their color usage was incredible too which kind of gave me like this this like high like i felt like high like on this like happy go feeling type of way and and it just carried out throughout the entire movie and i love how they use color to tell a story as well which is really interesting and I don't know. It's just the whole movie itself as a whole is, is just incredible.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm really excited for the, um, for the next one coming out, but, but I do know from, uh, our previous conversations that you got a little, little excited about, uh, seeing Doc Ock in the, yes, oh,
1: that um, was, that was definitely a surprise. I was not expecting that.
0: So, so yeah. did you ever read um, the storyline of a su- Superior Spider-Man? No, I have not. Okay, so let me tell you about this concept because, like, that is probably one of my favorite Spider-Man storylines that I've followed. So, what happens is um, Doc Ock is dying and creates this, like, his. His body is basically, like, incubated and comatose. Um, but he had created a brainwave switcher machine thing with a, yeah. <laughs> it kind
1: of reminds me of, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Batman from, like, the uh, Batman Forever movie talking about brainwaves with uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. That was funny. Uh,
0: <laughs> the nipple suits.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, in the storyline, uh, Doc Ock which is like he puts his mind into Peter Parker's and basically like puts um, like puts uh, Peter Parker in his subconscious and kind of like blocks that away. And so Doc Ock takes over as Spider-Man and is challenged to basically be a better hero. Like at first it's you know, it's Doc Ock gonna do Doc Ock things, but then he he kind of finds a calling and finds a challenge to try to be a better representation of spider-man or like you know it starts out as kind of narcissistic of like i can do this better but like through that he actually tries to become a good superhero and like use technology and like at first he's doing all the things that um peter parker never could like he's finishing his degree he's uh like working he's never like short on time because he's developed all these technologies but eventually like it gets to a point where st- things start going amok and like going chaotic and everything and and it was it's interesting like to me I really like the storyline first off just because the suit was really badass and I think it's yeah. the concept of <laughs> yeah of like a villain being challenged to be a hero kind of like the with Loki how through that different, like, different situation, it's it's a call to action of, like, step up and, like, be a greater example of what you were as a villain. Um, but with, like, with that storyline, I really liked it because it was, it got into a perspective where he was, he was trying to find balance in his life amongst all these things as it started going hectic because Doc Ock had a relationship. And so, like, he's still like trying to save that relationship, yeah. even though like he's no longer like Doc Ock um, in body, but he's also like trying to manage and feel for Peter Parker's relationship, even though he's not interested in her, but it's like, hey, I I took her, I took him away from her. And so like an obligation of like, I need to make sure like she's doing okay and being taken care of Well, now, also trying to run this company and um, trying to save the world and everything. And I, I just really, really connected with that concept and thought it was interesting because, because life is hectic and it's not like it's not so simple as like, oh, I can do this better. Like that's yeah. very, very easy in putting the words to it, but like mm-hmm. having it defined by action and actually trying to trying to follow up on that. I think that was a big connector for me. So um, if you ever get the chance, Superior Spider-Man, uh, that okay. series run, it's pretty solid if if you like Doc Ock.
1: Yeah, Doc, o- Doc Ock is an interesting character. I low-key like him. He's, uh, he's a really intelligent man. Um, but that's interesting you told me that, that um, because it kind of reminds me of Lex Luthor in a way where he felt like how he created Superboy, right? Mm-hmm. Like he believed that he could create a better Superman in a way. I don't know. I was just, I was just throwing my hey twos on. in there. It's pure. It went <laughs> right? very, very badly. Right. And that went really badly. So yeah, I'll definitely check that out though. Okay, cool.
0: Um, so I got to ask since you're wearing the shirt, why I'm going to assume that, uh, <laughs> Dick Grayson is your favorite of the bat family. Why?
1: I do love Dick Grayson. I mean, what could you not love about this guy? I mean, from seeing from seeing him in, um, like the previous movies, like Batman and Robin. I mean, it's okay. It was. It's the a it, that got you. it was, it was <laughs> the no, it wasn't. Oh my god! Please, thank God they stopped doing that in those movies. Oh, that was nipple. just <laughs> horrible. Was oh my god! But. When I started watching DC Titans, because now it's a, it's available on um, HBO Max.
0: Yeah, um, you you've recommended that to me. Um, I'm easing into it. I'm not not all the it's way. It's okay. But I, I swear I'll test
1: <laughs> it's out. okay. It's okay. But um, seeing finally seeing an actual real life Dick Grayson without nipple suit, right? <laughs> so <laughs> don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, and seeing him in the setting again they use real life situations and how it's cool because they talk about pretty much they go and talk about dick's life and how batman really had an effect on him and um how he used their fear into a weapon which i was that was pretty interesting and it gradually shows dick becoming into his own individual as nightwing and mm-hmm. he leaves that whole robin behind that's basically what you'll get into when you when you start watching more of the dc titans and it's cool because it's very relatable it's 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 past events that have happened to him and he's trying to overcome those past events but he it's weird because he keeps going back to those those events, and it still affects him in a kind of way. It's like he tries to get over them, but he can't really get over them because it, it has impacted his life so much. Um, and in the show, he has a lot of conflict with with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like he has a lot, a lot of um, beef with him because he felt like he manipulated him as a kid. You know, putting him through all these, these trial and errors, um, teaching him the way of being, you know, a vigilante, a superhero. But I think what I love most about Grayson is he is a leader, no, no matter what he does. And that's what they also, um, they also touch upon in DC Titans. Um, I love how he tries to take a hold of the situation with the team. And that is a trait that I, that I try to, that I that I like that he does. And I try to incorporate that with, you know, my real life situations. And I don't know, having that, that bravery and that, that leadership for me is definitely a core value. And, um, at times he knows when he's wrong, he'll admit it, which I love about that as well. And um, and he admits his faults as well, which is interesting. And of course he was a, he was a gymnast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really good at hand-to-hand combat, which I love. I've never took taken martial arts in my life, but I would love to. But if Dick Grayson was teaching it. I mean, <laughs> if he those. was teaching it, I would be the first one there, but uh Oh, and also he has no type of superpowers, like none. Like him and Batman, none. They just know they're really intelligent as far as hand-to-hand combat um, and being a detective, which that's really cool too. So I feel like i I can re- I can relate to him more because he's he's just a person with no superpowers, and um, and his situations with you know relationships. Um, dealing with that too. And dealing with his own demons, which again, I can also relate to in, in you know, watching the show as well. Um, so yeah, main reason why I like him so much is he's just any other person that is, you know walking on the street, but he'll just kick your ass. That's the only difference <laughs> unless you don't know any, any type of martial arts at all, but um,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know the the creation of that character is always have thought that he's very very interesting because because like like d- despite some of the like earlier <laughs> stuff of like the the speedo stuff and controversy and like the, <laughs> like all of that like all of that aside but like the element of that character that it, it's it's Batman essentially that didn't choose the path of hate and revenge like mm-hmm. it that that's the big distinction for that character is like he's he's fun he's happy like it, he's he wasn't life never crushed him like it did batman and he was able to move past to a point that he could be himself as a character and i think that was really defined in the comics where he went from robin to nightwing because he's the one that made that choice of i need to go out on my own like right like i i don't want to be a batman too and Mm -hmm. i don't want to forever be a robin that that i need to go out and be my own path and and that recognition that or him realizing that you know there there is some of the the inner conflict of with bruce trying to raise a kid but like he didn't necessarily do a great job with Dick. Like, he he didn't raise him as a, it wasn't truly a father-son relationship. Like, there was good intention behind it, but it was Bruce looking at it of, like, I've seen the terrors of this world, and I want to prepare you for this, and, like, I'm going to treat you like another Batman. Like, mm-hmm. you, you've experienced this trauma, and I want to make you hardened like I was, so you can you can prepare and like you can um you can have these qualities and you don't have to be impacted as much as I did in having to like develop it for myself. Whereas like he he was never hardened to it. He was able to maintain a sense of himself. And Mm -hmm. and I always thought like that was a really interesting counter to it where no one can be Batman. Like everybody loves Batman. Everybody looks up to Batman. Nobody can be Batman like that. That's his superpower is like, yeah, you talk about like him being a detective, how smart he is, like hand-to-hand combat, all that. But truly what it comes down to with him is like he has been able to carry the weight of fear, hate, like a hardened to the world that would crush most people. Mm. And when proposed with, with that same path Grayson was able to like take all the good of it but not get bogged down and like becoming this essentially like one step off of the like one bad day of the Joker yeah that Batman (laughs) like like the and again you know that's why Batman and Joker so because they're so closely tied to each other that they're to the ends of the spectrum they're a reflection of each other whereas dick grayson he he is his own self and and was able to like step away from that and and so yeah like that's that's a very he's always been a like interesting character to me and it's hard to hate him like everybody likes him because he he is that he is that leader of whereas you know batman is a lot more of a loner and wants to work by himself Dick Grayson went and formed the Teen Titans and exactly. became the leader of that and in for the Bat family he's he's the go-to for them like mm-hmm. he he is he's that older brother figure for everyone that this bunch of kids that <laughs> Bruce brings into like her <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's funny that that he's he's one of your favorite ones because um like I always connected with uh the second robin jason todd
1: yeah oh my god yeah yes jason Um, todd he's a he's an interesting character too yeah
0: he's very because like he i think in the comics like back in the 80s they they called to uh um they called to um what is they had a toll that you could um you could call in and decide if jason todd dies or not in the comic Mm -hmm. book um And so the the fans end up killing Jason Todd. Uh, (laughs) They voted for him to blow up. And so the, I don't know if if you haven't watched the animated um, Under the Red Hood.
1: Yes, yes. I have. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's one of my favorites. So that story happened in the comic books too, back in the 80s. Um, But Jason's the example of like, Dick Grayson is something that Jason Todd couldn't become he's the opposite side of of bruce wayne or batman's training is whenever you're hardened whenever like you're relying on hate that's the direction you go and and so like they it was always interesting to me that they developed into that counterbalance of each other whereas batman and joker have that counterbalance and like the ends of the spectrum where dick and jason became that for each other even though like they're both part of the Bat family, one's a hero, one's more like a anti-villain, and both of them have taken up the mantle through the series, but you know, you you can point to some of their, like some of their villains gallery, but it's not really defined for those individuals like it is for Batman, and part of that, I think it's because it's they're each other's. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah so I, I just um,
0: always thought it was cool, like having that balance, but I always connected more with uh, Jason Todd. Might be middle child syndrome.. I'm,
1: well, no, no. um it's crazy because now since season three of d c Titans has you know released, I'm seeing even more people become fans of Jason Todd now. And I guess, again, they relate to him in some sort of fashion
0: like i don't understand it
1: but <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. exactly so um yeah i i never read anything about about jason todd i didn't my dad actually told me more about him more than anything and i saw under the red hood i saw that and i was kind of like catching up with his story mm-hmm. which is interesting and and now that you tell me that after hearing you and then watching under the red hood And watching season three, because there's a episode that's just solely about uh, Jason Todd, which is Red Hood, how he becomes Red Hood. It's a different twist, but it's still along the lines. Um, And the way that you were saying his relationship between uh, him and Batman with Bruce Wayne, um, he feels that disconnect because he wants to feel like he's somebody's son in a way. Mm he doesn't want to feel like i'm just robin you know can you just at least tell me like you care about me like as as a son which is interesting because they're doing that within the the uh the dc titans uh series and um he he's like in a way well why do you love dick you must love dick more than me type of thing yeah. and what, like you just said, and it's interesting because they, they also put that in, in the show. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> exactly what he just said. Basically, you know, he feels like he's, you know, the, uh, the secondhand kid in a way. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you think about it, any Robin that leaves, he's just going to go and find another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Exactly. Well,
0: and, and you know, gonna, you're the,
1: just going to get replaced.
0: The whole thing in itself of like being replaced. Like there's that element of being replaced, but also like trapped in a hard place of okay, if you leave on your own, now you're just doing what Dick did,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if yeah. you leave like and now you get replaced too, so like <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, yeah, and and I I always thought it was interesting how they how they developed those characters in Dick Grayson is. Very, very popular. Like everyone loves Dick Grayson. Um, but he's an example of of somebody that didn't let life break them. Like he mm-hmm. was able to, he's always able to remain or uh keep part of that joy in himself and like the fun of life. He's you know, he's closer to a like Spider-Man character than a Batman character mm-hmm. because it is that having fun and enjoying life whereas jason's the example of whenever this goes like dick is the best example of what can happen under the tutelage of bruce wayne Mm -hmm. but it's not because of bruce wayne it's because of dick grayson that he's that Mm -hmm. example whereas jason todd is the example of like this is what happened like these are the consequences to whenever this goes wrong and Mm -hmm. this is a broken person
1: exactly exactly and that's like I was just saying, um, referring back to the, the whole DC Titans series, they do a good job on uh, explaining that, what you just said. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, re- it's really cool. Uh, it's really cool seeing that um, within the whole series as well. It kind of ties all together. Um, him feeling like he's that secondary, you know, I'm that replacement since Dick left type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he feels he still feels isolated and he doesn't feel like no one really cares about him, you know, that type of thing.
0: Yeah, now I'm super excited to go watch it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it's It's good. But season three is really good right now. Welcome to my Labor Day
0: weekend. <laughs> just gonna buzz through those. I'll, I'll message it like yeah, three no. in the morning. Be like, we have got to. Talk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, I know. Once you get to season three. And you start seeing more of Jason Todd and um, his his relationship between you know the whole Titans and um, and just he kind of just kind of goes downhill like like you know mm-hmm. like uh, like the comics and he just you know just doesn't know what to do and he gets back into you know doing like these crazy you know things and crazy little crimes and he tries to I guess he tries to prove himself a lot. You know what I mean? Like he like he's good enough to be a Robin type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So yeah but, you know he's
0: he's trying to like self-validate and show that like mm-hmm. he he is worthy enough to carry that mantle like you were just saying. And I'm gonna take a little leap with this <laughs> but but since you know, to, to kind of like merge the conversation a little bit, like with the fitness industry. Cause I think something into interesting that you commented on earlier and I didn't want to like, let this go. I, cause I'm interested (laughs) to hear a little bit more about it and just discuss it with somebody that, that some of that, like inspiration, passion, whatever you want to say that you've recently noticed how that's waned a little bit. And so you have put a lot more creativity into into your other outlets. And it's gone away from fitness a little bit. And I think that's interesting because being in the industry, you have a better understanding of the good sides of it and Mm -hmm. the, the bad sides of it. And I think oftentimes like the bad side of it, besides like the, maybe the like manipulation, maybe not, not a ton of honesty in some realms. I'm not going to say that the industry as a whole, but, but the more you're into it, you, I think those things start standing out quite a bit to you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And at least for me, maybe I'm just speaking to myself, but like, that's where I've really found the difference in the fitness industry as a whole and the people within it that like, I wanna spend more of my time and focus around, like that's now where I put the value in it instead of it as a whole. Um, I, Cause I've, I've been there too. Like, I had a <laughs> I had a soul crushing moment one time at a, I've, I've been very, very fortunate that I can restrict my exposure to areas that I don't wanna be in. Oh. Um, and, <laughs> And like, just put blinders on to yeah. Like, no. so the focuses I like, have.
1: Like, I don't know what's going on. Just don't involve me.
0: <laughs> one time I went to a like most of my conferences are like educational conferences because I'm in a university setting, and so you know it's things like um, like I've been to like Idea World or like the stuff with Prescript that I'm able to do like very very education focused. But there was there was a time years ago that. I ended up at, um, well, I think it was Europa, like Dallas, Europa. Oh, wow. And,
1: and I that feels went, ancient now.
0: <laughs> and I went past, well, this is how long I've been just running headfirst with blinders on and avoiding it ever <laughs> since this moment. But, um, but yeah, back whenever I was, lived in Texas, went there and I came across the Bang Booth. And I don't know if I was more frustrated with the booth itself <laughs> that this was a representation of fitness, or the people that stood in line for an hour to get a can of bang that cost two three uh, <laughs> at a convenience store. Like yeah. there, there, there was I had to come <laughs> to terms with myself for a little bit and be like,
1: Yeah.
0: The industry as a whole, there like there's <laughs> levels to this. And yes, and there as is. long as you there's can levels. acknowledge that and accept that and turn the other way and just yeah (laughs) but but no I like if you're okay with it like I I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit more about your thoughts on that because I know for me I've I've been there different times and like I said I've I'm not we're in very very different spaces so luckily for me (laughs) I I can just like shy away and be like hey I'm I'm barely (laughs) even on the internet don't mind yeah (laughs) just gonna focus on (laughs) on the things I want to. Whereas, like, yeah, you you have a lot more exposure to it, and that that's exposure of the good in in what how you're able to help people, how you're able to like put out good information and message, and and even like you were to like promote and be a representative of strong empowered women. Like that is huge in the Mm -hmm. fitness industry, and and so being inundated in it, being having that greater exposure like it's fantastic but but I like it's not all of that glamour and glory like there there's an opposite side of it and I'd assume that is the side (laughs) where you're losing the inspiration and yeah and it's it's tough but but like that side also is not always put out on the front of it of like hey this is this is part of it too and and for a lot of people I think they they fall into that trap of realizing it too late or never at all.
1: Yep, <laughs> it's so, it, what you just said is so true. Um, my take on it is I, for me at least. How have you survived? That's all I'm, I'm, right? right, how would you survive? <laughs> I just want how to see How you it? survived, <laughs> <laughs> okay? Um, I don't wanna be known for only one thing, okay? And that's, that's, mainly the reason why I've been going into different outlets now. That's why I fell back into doing more art or getting into cosplay, doing, just doing something other than (laughs) flexing (laughs) a bicep, flexing your quad, showing showing your butt, you know, showing your physique all the time. Mm -hmm. To me, it gets boring. And I get bored with that, you know what I mean? Maybe not for someone else, but for me, it I just start to lose interest because every account I turn to, it's just a copy of another copy, you know what I mean? And there's no type of, of variety that I'm seeing. I'm not saying everyone's doing it, but a good, a good majority is doing it, you know what I mean? And- like later on down the road of me being in the fitness industry and being exposed to it all, I just just started recognizing that. And I just pinpointed it and I was telling myself that I just don't wanna go that type of route. I want to be as diverse as possible. And I feel like that's a main reason why a lot of these people follow me because I am a variety of all types of things and people can relate to either, or, Um, a lot of them do like my art and a lot of them do like that. I do post, you know, fitness posts, you know, Mm -hmm. mainly all the time, but it just, to me, I feel like I, I don't know. I just have to, I just have to have that diversity because I feel, I don't know. I just feel in a way, I guess more like I have some type of, of value, you know what I mean? Instead of just doing a bicep pose or, you know, doing double by tricep, pose, you know, it, to me, it just gets so repetitive and I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot more women expose themselves a lot more too. And to me, it's just, it's like every single shot it's of like your butt or your physique okay. or or exactly right <laughs> I mean, no offense to them no offense yeah, to them do what you want know? make your money but make your money i mean i know like if you're doing it for you know money or something like that or you know hopefully. the whole only if, oh, hopefully not. Like, we're not gonna even go on the only fans okay <laughs> we're not gonna even go on that subject but i mean you know if you're making money that more power to you but for me, it's just, I love having that diversity where a lot of people can re- relate to that and they can relate to, to me. You know, I get a lot of people that either relate to my art or to, um, my fitness journey on where I first started to where I'm at right now. And that's, that's inspiring to them. And also my art too. They want to know how my, my method of, of, of drawing, like how, how I started, how did I you know, learn all these techniques and, you know, I get messages on that too. And, and it's, it's very, I feel like the messages from other people kind of keep me, keep me going within the fitness industry. You know what I mean? Well, sure. They, they give me that, um, I guess that reassurance that I am in the right field, right now. <laughs> you know, cause at times I just feel like, you know because i'm not showing off more skin or because i'm not you know posting like every day or i'm not showing off you know my body or i'm not flexing in a in a photo i feel like i'm losing that i don't know i feel like i'm losing that disconnection with everyone because ev- i feel like everyone is doing the exact same thing as everybody else like there's no like i said there's no type of uh, diversity you know it's just copy and paste type of thing and I just didn't want to be be like that you know I didn't want my page to be like that I wanted my page to be a variety of things where people could just go to my page and just not really judge what I don't and do post but they they come to an understanding on why I do what I do
0: well and like I can completely understand and appreciate that of uh, like somebody kind like a creative person going and doing something repetitive as a creative person like makes you want to bash your fucking head again yeah it. I know <laughs> because because the whole point like you being creative like that's your out outlet of expression and it's getting to you know it's getting to have this expression of thought of idea of values and like put that into something that you can put out into the world and and being limited to like I'm only a flex or I'm only a pose like it's it's the exact same thing of like hey I want you to draw this same thing for the next hundred days don't <laughs> change anything
1: no like, don't tell me that that is like my that is my worst nightmare
0: <laughs> well and, and so I think that's that's unique that you're you're able to recognize this but also that like you're you're putting it into you're finding other outlets for it but you're also like putting it into your approach of things because because I think that's where the connector is like like the the bottom filter of fitness is always going to be aesthetically driven and focused and that's why a lot of people get into this industry or attracted to it and that's completely fine like it's Mm -hmm. something that I had to come to terms with coming from like a performance and sport focus going growing up like that's what got me into fitness because performance like I don't give a shit about aesthetics
1: but but I mean that's where that's where I'm at right now it's like I don't really care so much if I'm super ripped or if I'm getting ready for a show you know this is more just I just want to stay healthy lifestyle for me
0: mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I, I think that model though like Having you out there and being able to talk about that and being able to like represent that, I think that that's where you can start, like can start having an influence or a change of like, it's not just this one thing. It can be like, it can be more of a lifestyle focus. It can be this creative outlet. It can be going to Comic-Con and doing cosplay, but also being a representation of like, hey, I'm cosplay, but I don't have to have those costume padded muscles because <laughs> I work out. Like,
1: right, I, exactly. I
0: somewhat look like, yeah, look like these characters, and like mm-hmm. can be a representation of that because I've taken the taken the values and the inspiration that that brought interest to this medium, and have brought that back into my own life and been able to represent that. And so I think that's, I th- think it's cool, but also like very very valuable in in the industry and like that in itself gives me hope that like hey I'm in the right place I'm (laughs) I'm talking to the right people
1: right yeah and you know I I get like that you know I get I overthink a lot of things but um that's that's how I I feel at times I feel like just because I'm not showing enough skin like am I really in the right industry right now do i really need to be in this industry because a good bit of people do that type of stuff which like we just said you know that's that's fine you know but it's not what i want or that's yeah. not that's not the route that i want to i i want to go into
0: and you know i'm i'm sure coming to terms with that and still still probably working on coming to terms with that is like it's no small feat like let's, let's not like I, I don't want to not say this that females have it so much worse in this industry like no, <laughs> nobody's nobody's hitting me up to be like hey let's like you need to show more skin like you're gonna yeah. get nobody's hitting me up for feet pics yeah which I'm like... Okay with. like but but you know it it's it's part of the industry as well that that with that aesthetic focus that it,
1: it's
0: the, the expectation of the industry that is put on females is very, very tough. And if, if yeah. you can be somebody that, that can be pointed to of like, Hey, you, there's more options than this. It's not, it's not just that like, you don't have to just show your butthole. Like you're you can't, <laughs> again, if, if you want to, that's your own prerogative. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you if you money. want
1: to, go right ahead.
0: But, but... <laughs> if you don't want to, you don't have to. That there's other <laughs> options for you, and like, you you can do these things. You can have these other other outlets and represent yourself in a different way. That I I think that that is very very valuable in our industry and and needed, and, and it's just it's just a good message to have that, like, hey, you can can enjoy comic books that you can enjoy fitness and you can be creative and like find find an art in this industry and like find ways to merge this that that fitness doesn't have to be just a bicep flex it it can mm-hmm. be across the continuum of of your lifestyle of your expression it, it doesn't have to be just you on a stage in a speedo with a fake tan yeah. <laughs> it can be that for some people, absolutely, yeah. but it, it's yeah. not absolute in itself, and just having representations of that in our industry is, I think, beneficial for not only people that are already in the space, but people coming into the space that we can point to, and we can we can have conversations like this, and be able to talk openly about, like, hey, there's, there's other options, like, yeah. all these people are just people.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's really cool, and it's funny because when you mentioned the, the Comic-Con, I went to the New York Comic-Con back in, I believe it was October of 2018. And um, it was actually, it was really crazy. Um, I met up with um, a couple of people. Um, I bumped into a couple of people uh, and I made, even new friends. Like I've, I met people that I wasn't even dressed up. Okay. And I would have people come up to me when I would, uh, I was flexing in front of one of the, one of the huge life-size, like really big, like Funko pops. It would, it was a um, Hulk from uh, Thor Ra- from Thor Ragnarok. And I would just have just like random people like in costume come up to me and just be so inspired by my physique like dude you look dude i'm trying to get arms like this girl do you see this girl over here dude look at her delts look at her look at her arms bro look at her legs how do i get like you like that type of stuff and that make it makes me feel good you know and they're like wait you're a nerd but you look like that <laughs> <laughs> that that type of reaction i get from from like anyone that i go to like when i go to these these comic cons and it's really neat and they're like how do i get like you like that type of thing. Like how do I get my physique to that level? And you get people that are that again, they just, they just gravitate towards, you know, fitness and they want to look a certain way too, or they're interested in looking that certain way. And it surprises them that someone that has, you know, a more muscular physique is like here at a comic-con, like you're Mm -hmm. a nerd like that. And again, it goes back to like, like you just said, like the whole variety thing and, you know, options The like, uh, Kai Green was there and Kai Green. I didn't, I didn't meet him because he wasn't, he wasn't at his booth at the time, but he had his own booth there and Kai Green, he, uh, he's a professional bodybuilder and yet he, he does art, which that's another person I I've looked, I've looked at. And again, it's, it's just really cool to see, uh, bodybuilders, that are like huge massive but they're mm-hmm. huge they're huge nerds and they're in they're into the art or they're into photography or film or you know other other type of artistic outlets and it's really cool to see cuz then I'm just like I don't feel alone
0: <laughs> you know yeah and and you know with that it's it's somebody that like yourself that is genuinely likes those nerdy things it's mm-hmm. not like you we just spent however long this conversation has been, um, you know, we've spent this time being able to go back and forth and kind of talk about it. And like, there's genuine love and passion for the art form and the medium that you can speak about it. And, and having like, having that representation of somebody from the fitness industry that also loves these things and passionate about it and like wants to be there because, because they're feeding into their own passion. That's, like that's such a great representation outside of we probably both know people in our industry that looked at this more so as an opportunity of like, hey, there's money to be made if I dress up and go to this thing. I don't care about any of this. I've never seen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause there is that in the industry too. Oh and yeah. I'd, I'd say that's probably where like both of us just want to put our blinders on and run yeah, just
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But having like having somebody that's genuine about it, like that's such a great representation for the people that are coming up and they're like, oh, you, you, you like fitness and you're not an asshole.
1: They're, yeah, exactly. You,
0: you know, you enjoy these things that you can talk to somebody about it like that. I think that's so cool to be able to do it. And, um, and just having like, having that, that connectivity, but also having that creative expression that you can go into a medium or go into a space like that and just connect with people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, seeing that and hearing from other people that are interested in getting fit and they they tell me this type of stuff when I when I go to these cons, it's it's it it I don't know. I guess it just it makes me feel good. Like it makes me feel like um Like I'm 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 doing something that's valuable for other people and not just like we were just saying, you know, sticking to one thing and one thing only. And um, it's cool to kind of promote that in a way where people don't feel like you, you just you have to do this. And if you don't do this, then you're not gonna go anywhere, type of thing. And it's nice to give people hope Mm -hmm. that, you know, things, things are possible. You know, you don't have to just stick into one lane. You can go into multiple lanes. You know, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been really cool in a way to you know try to represent um, uh, someone in the fitness industry that that just does not want to do just solely one thing and go you know different routes.
0: Yeah, I say just keep <laughs> leaning into it because I know like it still to this day amazes me, and it makes sense upon reflection. But it amazes me how many guys I've talked to now that were inspired by Dragon Ball Z to get into it. <laughs> <game. laughs>
1: yeah, a lot. Of them. You would be surprised, like a lot of people. I'm surprised that a lot of people get inspired by uh, anime at least. I mean, yeah. I love anime too, anime is really cool. All types of movies still from anime <laughs> anime shows and, and, it's, it's, and anime movies too, oh God, they do the same thing. But yeah, I get a lot of clients that are like, dude, I wanted to be like Goku, like when I was a kid, <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to have like biceps like him and abs like that guy, like, yeah, he looked awesome. And it's, it's interesting. I'm just like, really? Like, that's who your inspiration was? Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll (laughs) We'll work with that. And yeah,
0: like, I I think that's really cool because that is a prime example of being able to relate to your clients. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to whenever you're working with people is acknowledging that they're a person and not just a rep and set scheme that you're sending out. But like having that relatability, having that understanding, but also being somebody that you're getting clients that that might be coming from a background of an outside industry, like like a you know a Comic Con. If you get a client from that coming into it, of like, hey, you you are a representation and an example of like what they want to be, what they strive to be, and and you're able to connect to them because you're like, hey that's dope because like, I like this stuff. I, I understand where that inspiration is coming from and that's something that you've tried to embody throughout your life. And so just having that shared experience of, of appreciation for the medium and then putting it into a format of fitness, it's really really cool.
1: Yeah. And it's, I I think it's, it's really cool. And uh, seeing, like I, like I said before, seeing a lot of people, gravitate towards that and seeing the diversity I bring to the table, people have some type of, of like hope, like, Hey, not every fitness icon or fitness, you know, celebrity is an asshole type of thing, Mm -hmm. or a fitness influencer is not an asshole, you know, Hey, you know, you have someone that's just, you know, chill and cool. And they love these types of things. And which surprises me. (laughs) And you know, they're, they, they are expecting when they meet, you know, certain, uh, fitness, fitness icon, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, or fitness influencers that, you know, they're gonna, uh, you know, shy away from them or, you know, be that, that mean asshole type to them because, you know, they're not saying everyone's like that, but, you know, you do get people that, that are like that in this industry, you know, they don't, they're like, okay, well, I'll sign this for you. And then that's it. Here's your photo type of thing. They don't like go into like depth or they don't, you know, have like a, a deeper like conversation with them, that type of thing. So,
0: yeah, it's, <laughs> I, it, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, it's really good. Like we, we were t- kind of talking before about, about finding people in the space, like recognizing the time and energy that you put into things and and the depletion of like your internal battery is at least how I describe it and like trying to find a recharge and and sometimes that can be very very hard in the fitness industry but but finding those people that like are the recharge for yourself finding the people that like bring can match your energy and bring that energy back like it's 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 very very neat whenever you can find that and and with that being said, like, I've, I've definitely got that from this conversation. You give me yeah. hope in the fitness <laughs> industry. So I, appreciate I,
1: that. you know, I, I try another person. I, oh, I'm sorry. Another person I really do um, think that's a really good example of this is Jeff Logan. Jeff Logan does a really good job at balancing. Um, I guess his way of, of life. Cause he, he is a trainer. He's an actor. And um he is a, he's a business owner and it's really cool seeing these, especially Jeff, it's, it's been really cool, um, seeing his journey from, you know, being in the fitness industry, like he has been, and then he ends up, you know, doing his own, you know, supplement line, his own, um, his own, uh, uh training, uh, he's doing his own training app that's coming out soon, but seeing him go from fitness to being an actor has kind of, again, it gives me that hope, like... Mm-hmm he doesn't, I mean, he, I mean, he shows off his physique and stuff like that, but he, he, again, he's got that variety and that's what I love about him. So seeing, seeing people like him have that variety kind of gives me, like you just said, it gives you hope. Like, you know, I don't, I don't have to just be this one thing. I can, you know, venture out into multiple other, you know, routes. So. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, with, with that being said, like, where you started and like where potentially you built popularity it doesn't mean that you have to go away from that completely especially Mm -hmm. if it's still an aspect of you and it's something that that you like you enjoy it's just it's just having that self-acknowledgement of I don't have to be defined by this or I don't have to be this one thing it's not that you can't go out to you know, the next, uh, Comic-Con and like throw up a flex. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. by all means embrace it. It's just (laughs) knowing that like you are so much more than
1: just a flex. Right. Just a flex or more than being more than just fitness itself. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people get sucked into that and then they, they are, programmed to think that this is the only way that you you will survive in the fitness industry which it's not true you know you could still be into fitness and be like into uh um you know the arts film photography all types of other things so yeah I feel like people sometimes get blinded by you know other options other than you know (laughs) flexing (laughs) type of thing or showing my physique all the time you know there's there's just there's just options
0: and with that you you know what's if you're in the fitness industry you know what's real boring talking about fitness all the time yes it oh my god
1: it's like can uh, we please talk about something else okay other than fitness I don't want to hear it
0: you're Like yeah, I've I've talked enough about squats. I don't. Yeah,
1: thank you. About- I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing else about squats. Please talk about something else. Yeah, that's like funny that- you bring that up. Yeah, that's something else I didn't I didn't even talk about. But yeah, that's go ahead. That's true.
0: But, but yeah, I mean it, it is that that like like having having knowledge, having information, and being able to relay relay that to people. It's important. I don't I don't want to like say it's not. But being able to have conversations outside of fitness with fitness people, like, is so important.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, to me, it's very important because, in a way, that kind of shows me that are you are you diverse or are are you're not type of thing. Where, you know, I'll I'll be talking to someone and they'll just say, "Yeah, man, you know, I got this this PR in today and." This was my meal for the day, and you know, talk about squats, talk about my lifts, and all this. I'm like, dude, like, talk about something else, please. Like, what are your goals outside of fitness? Just give me that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like, tell me your goals and values because your squats aren't demonstrating any of that. To me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What are your goals besides any type of fitness goals? Just tell me that.
0: I want to know your life experiences outside of a barbell
1: (laughs) yeah thank you thank you and i feel like that's where people get trapped at sometimes and they just they get carried away with that and then they don't some of them just don't take that step back and, and like see the bigger picture or realize that you know what i don't i don't really have to talk about my lifts all the time or what i'm eating for the next day or what i'm eating today or you know what am i doing tomorrow as far as my my uh my workouts and you know, talk about something else. And I feel like that's where, again, I, I get that inspiration from, you know, the whole comic book thing that we were just talking about. And because, um, again, there's so much to talk about there, you know, and there's so much to talk about with any other subject other than fitness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if um if you're good with it, like we've I think we're, I don't know, probably coming up on two hours. And (laughs) I want to be mindful and respectful of like your time.
1: Oh, that's Um, fine. I literally could sit here and talk all day about this stuff.
0: Well, be careful what you wish for, because uh, (laughs) that that might open the door for uh, me to have to bring you back on.
1: Oh, that's fine. You can bring me back on. I am totally cool with that.
0: Well, um, yeah, uh, I'll definitely have to bring you back on at some point we can talk about yes. dating in our 30s and how weird that is
1: yeah that'll be wonderful <laughs> please let's
0: talk about we'll just that. Make that an episode <laughs> in itself
1: yeah um, just make an episode about that in itself.
0: yeah but yeah i i just want to uh say that like i appreciate you coming on i appreciate no, you giving you. um me the time and conversation with this for people that don't know like this is the longest conversation we've ever had and so (laughs) so it was just great getting to you know connect over over comic books over different mediums and um in fitness as a whole and just like have a genuine good conversation and um it was it was interesting learning more about you and and I'm just speaking for myself like I am happy that you are in the fitness industry and like being a representation Uh. of of variety. Like it's it's important.
1: You know, I, I, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate hearing that from people, especially you. So it's just nice to see people that get me and they understand why I do what I do. And I really do appreciate you. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you saying that. And, And that really means a lot to me. And, um, you know, I, I do try really hard to not only be different, but also show other people that you can be different and that's okay type of thing. So, yeah, I really do appreciate you telling me that. And it's been nice talking to you too. It's been nice to kind of have a conversation with someone else. That's not just solely about fitness, <laughs> just about life and, and comic books too. So it's really cool to also talk to someone else that's into that type of stuff that I'm into. So yeah, I really do appreciate you asking me to come on and yeah, of um, course. talk on your pad, your podcast. It's been really, really nice. It's been an interesting conversation and I, I really do. Uh, I really did enjoy it. So I would yeah, love so- to come back and talk about all types oh, of other stuff.
0: So yeah, we'll do this again. Um, so yeah, just leaving message on it. Like go forth, do good.
1: Yeah. You too, James. You're awesome, man. Keep at it.